Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Brand Banner Podcast with your host, Jack Carlson and Luke Pachinski. Uh, we are here with our first uh, regularly scheduled episode wherein we're not doing anything special. We're not going through pilots. We're not talking about ourselves. We are talking about brands and things in the news. On normal episodes like this, we're going to start with just a little news update. So Luke and I compiled a couple different spots of advertisements that we've seen and we're basically just going to dissect them and just talk about currently what's going on in the industry. Just something that maybe you've seen um, on TV or online, just kind of keep it casual. And then we're going to move into um, another segment that we created, which you'll find out and actually two segments that we've created. So stay tuned to hear those, but uh, first we're going to get started with a little news update. So uh, Luke, let's, what, what did you find this week for our listeners? Yeah. So just some background behind the news update, you know, behind each of these different segments, we kind of have some inspiration from, you know, various pop culture things, whether it's a podcast or it's a TV show. Um, You know, I think segments as well as guests, like we talked about in our pilot really make a podcast more than just, you know, two guys sitting in a room talking about, you know, whatever topic it is. Um, In this case, uh, the SNL with that being Saturday Night Live um, does a weekend update where they kind of satirically make fun of news stories. And I think it might be a good idea to kind of break down some what's happening with uh, within the branding world. Um, with that having been said, my article was around Twitter's recent out of home campaign, um, which featured celebrity affirmation tweets. A lot of people know Twitter as, you know, a site where people can kind of be their authentic selves and, you know, kind of put themselves out there in things that aren't always necessarily professional you know, you're able to kind of just kind of speak your mind and kind of put out into the ether whatever you really want to talk about. Um, in the case of this campaign with Twitter, a lot of different celebrities that are highlighted put out into you know this ether looking forward to or prospectively looking towards their future and hopeful goals in their future. Um, for example, Leonard Fournette, running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as I last remember, wrote in 2014, can't wait till I play in that Super Bowl. Obviously, 2014 was a different time for Leonard Fournette. Uh, He was either in college or he was still in high school. Um, But looking forward to the year 2021, he won the Super with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So kind of seeing that come full circle and kind of highlighting that Twitter was a part of his journey and that was something super interesting to me. Alongside that, we have Megan Thee Stallion, who's a really big name in the rap industry now, who tweeted, I need a team because I promised rap going to take off for me again in 2014, and now she's one of the biggest names. Uh, similarly, and more recently, Simu Liu, I'm not a huge Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe guy, but he tweeted out, okay, at Marvel, are we going to talk about hashtag Shang-Chi? This was in 2018, and recently, Marvel actually put out a movie called Shang-Chi, um, which he starred in, and he was the main the main dude in. Um, so in that sense, it was it's really awesome to see Twitter highlighting you know, their platform more than just people growing their brands and just kind of putting out random shit into the ether does kind of come full circle for some of these people. Luke, I, I love that. I honestly didn't even know that this is what, what you were referring to. And I, I saw this, I think it was on LinkedIn. Uh, I love this for Twitter. Uh, glad you put this in here. I think the power of social media is so cool. Obviously there's a lot of controversy controversy to it where people could think it's bad or there's a lot of like unnecessary drama but this campaign really showcases the good in social media i love how we're able to see these celebrities and athletes who were able to um, manifest what they ended up um, getting to i think that's super powerful and really cool and it's crazy to see that 
anyone can come a long way and these social media outlets are kind of a new diary per sense. And so that was something that's really unique. And Luke, I pulled up the article too. And so it looks like with Twitter, um, this is a great brand lift for them. They're donating um, a million dollars to nonprofits chosen yeah. by these celebrities. So that's awesome to see. And then I know recently with Twitter, they created those uh, spaces where people speak on Twitter, on like kind of like a live stream. And so looks like they're having Gia Peppers, uh, who's an on-air um, personality. I guess she was on a Twitter space to like highlighting all this. So that's something unique that Twitter did. I love the, the out. I like that this is an outdoor um, or out of home campaign. I think that's really cool in the major cities. Uh, what do you think about that too, of, a, of it being out of home as opposed to like something you see in a commercial or something? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's interesting that it's out of home because, you know, a lot of stuff's digital now, whether it is like a digital billboard that's out of home, but you know, a lot of stuff being online and with the pandemic kind of still being pretty rampant around the U S and around the world, you know, a lot of people are still locked indoors. And I know, especially here in Chicago and out on the East coast right now, you know, the wind and, you know, the cold weather and the snow is kind of inhibiting people as well, but, you know, with things, hopefully manifesting, getting to a better spot where people can go outside, people can consume this billboard a lot more. And I do think there's an angle to this. that's really interesting for kind of the common man, for the common woman in that sense to, you know, in a sense to where, you know, these people, you know, these celebrities like a Leonard Fournette, a Megan Thee Stallion, you know, a Bubba Wallace, who I know was one of the people included, you know, they were just regular people for lack of a better word at one point in time. And when they tweeted these things out, they weren't, you know, where they are now and they aren't the stars they are now. So to see that come full circle, it really kind of gives that hope to really anybody to where, you know, put yourself out there and kind of put your dreams out there and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, totally agree with what you just said. Um, just make, just really humanizing these people and kind of showing how far they've come. And I can really relate to this too, because I'm a big uh, time hop person. So the time hop app that shows what you've posted on this day. And so that's all, um, super nostalgic to me. And it's cool to see um, things in my life to see how far I've come from seven, eight, 10 years ago. So uh, to see it um, at the biggest stage with these famous individuals is really uh, awesome. And I can definitely relate to it too. And so I think the power of social media really is brought out here. And uh, it's awesome that Twitter was able to do this. What I, I brought uh, two different TV commercials that I saw, um, and they both had, had a theme. Uh, so the first one is for Meineke, which is the auto repair uh, shop. I'm sure you, you're familiar with it. Basically a competitor to the Midas and Jiffy Lube and those companies um, probably recognize Meineke, the logo I did. However, I will say that I don't think I knew how to pronounce it. So this whole campaign is about pronouncing uh, the name because I think they did obviously some research to figure out that people don't know like what the heck, how to pronounce their name. And so they created this really clever uh, advertisement where there's a, I think it's German, I believe. So it's a German guy and he's driving a car and he drives to America and he goes through all these different challenges and, and he needs his key. So he says, my, like, it's my, my key like my, my Nike. And so then it teaches the audience how to say it. And the ads are pretty funny and they're really just kind of embracing the silliness. And so I thought that was just a light 
you know, fun and easy commercial that was pretty funny and, and was educational to me um, because I didn't know how to really pronounce that before. So I thought that was great. And so sticking with that theme too, in terms of the lighthearted spots that I saw, I found this Southwest one, which I got to say, I laughed out loud. So we can definitely share this on our social media because I think you guys should see it. But Luke, if you haven't seen it, pull it up now. I got the link uh, in the doc. Uh, it's like 15 seconds, but it, I was laughing out loud and we'll get Luke's re live reaction right now. Yeah, let me let me do some uh, bad radio with this and uh, watch a TV spot live and get a, an audio reaction of my um, of my reaction, I guess. It's, it is hilarious. <laughs> Isn't that pretty funny? I, I did not expect that to be, to be for the company that it was. I, I honestly, I think if you would have told me that that was the Southwest Airlines TV spot, I don't, I don't necessarily think that I would have put that in my top 10. As far as breaking down the Meineke spot, you know, I haven't necessarily seen the spot yet. You know, I think part of this news update is that we're kind of surprising each other and getting our instantaneous reactions with these news updates. We're bringing them to each other for the first time whether or not we've seen them you know, on Adweek or an ad age or something beforehand. But it's interesting to see that the brand kind of saw their loophole where something that they could exploit to bring to you know, their marketing and whatnot. You know, I think a lot of companies think that they need to kind of show why they're better than their competitors or you know, what they do differently and kind of give statistics and numbers around, you know, we do this better, we do this cheaper, but to kind of add some humor and to kind of touch on something that nothing you know, that makes them unique. The fact that, you know, their name either sounds like a German word or is a German word. I don't, I don't actually know. Um, but to kind of highlight that as opposed to just talk about whether or not they have cheaper parts or they can do it for cheaper, or they're not going to, you know, scam you with things that you need on your car. It's interesting that they took the route that they did. Um, and that they recognized that there was a better way to kind of grow awareness through something that wasn't just talking about boring old car stuff. Well, Luke, although in one of the ads though, for Meineke, they did say that basically it assures viewers that they are a reliable resource for people to trust with their cars because this guy's car is like completely waterlogged because he drove to America across the ocean. Uh, and so the guy's just like, we can fix it. So kind of, they do poke fun at it, but even yeah. still though, you know, using humor and not like totally. I talked about. It's not just straight episode. informative. Exactly. A car driving up the hill, we can pull 60,000 pounds up this big exactly. hill with our truck. Like, oh, solid. So can every truck. All right. So back to my theme, though, we got to tell them about the Southwest ad. So what did you, what, I know you kind of touched on it, but you didn't really say what it was. So what are your, what, what's your initial reaction? I mean, my initial reaction, you know, like I said, did not expect that to be a Southwest ad. Um, in my head, you know, it's, and I assume it's part of a bigger campaign. It's, it's know, part of the want to get away campaign, which everyone probably knows about. That's kind of their big headline they're promoting their spring flights for $59 or starting at $59. Yeah. It, it seems like one of those things where it's a really creative outlet in a way that, you know, you can kind of provide some humor to different scenarios where you might be like, Oh shit, I got to get out of here. Got to get away from my normal life. So I do enjoy it. Um, I see the point of it. Honestly, I don't know that I had like the instant, like complete laugh out loud reaction. It was kind of more of a, Oh shit reaction i definitely did i thought it was hilarious so <laughs> to explain the ad which i'll post there's this guy bench pressing and he's got a spotter which is like his friend or something and his friend's spotting him and his friend has airpods in and the airpod falls out into the dude's mouth 
who's benching and he's like choking while he bench presses. I don't know why I thought it was so funny. And then it's basically like, you want to get away? Well, now you can. So it's like escaping the normal life. So regardless of what we just rambled, the reason why I I selected these two advertisements, because it's now 2022, these launched uh, this in January, uh, we're in February now, but it basically kind of represents the bigger theme that the world last year at this time, it was just, we're all in this together because of COVID and everything. And it was just a really interesting time in the world, obviously, and in advertising. So now these ads that we're seeing in the in the turn of the, the new year are way more lighthearted, funny, and normal, inspiring people to go away, promoting their, their flights. And then the Meineke basically sh- showing that like, life's normal. We're, we're driving our cars. We're going back. So that was just really cool to me to see that the advertising is kind of promoting just a normal lifestyle. I know it's been tough with COVID and it probably will continue to be that way, but it was really refreshing to see uh, these lighthearted and humorous uh, commercials. Yeah. And I think touching off that, you know, I think humor is probably the best way to go about addressing kind of that change in philosophy around COVID and kind of how people have been stuck in, you know, it's one of those things to where a lot of people do still take kind of the pandemic really serious, but, you know, to be sensitive around the topic and to try to bring kind of a lighthearted feel to everything is super refreshing to see for sure. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's our weekly news dump for you. Uh, you guys survived the first week. And so now we're going to move on to our next segment. So initially, so, so the segment is called BS and initially we wanted to call it buy one, sell one, trade one. So like B1, S1, T1. And kind of a playoff of drip, flip, or skip, which is kind of a segment on popular kind of sneaker YouTube show, uh, Full Size Run, where they do, you know, they drip, flip, or skip upcoming shoes in the marketplace. In that sense, we kind of wanted to echo that with things that are going on with, you know, various brands or kind of different products um, in the industry. Kind of cutting it down to BS, the B standing for back, and the S standing for smack. To introduce, we're going to pick two things and we're going to pose it to the other person and say, which one are you backing? Which one are you smacking? In that sense, backing being, I really enjoy this. I think this is going to be something that blows up. This is going to be something interesting that kind of grows in the future. And smack being something that you're not really a fan of and you think can really get the hell out of there right now. So Jack, if you wanted to kick it off with your first backer smack, hit me with it. Yeah, definitely. So dive a little deeper real quick. So the back is something that we want to hold on to like, all right, this is a trend that's going on right now or, or a new product or advertisement. We think it's, it's great and it's going to stay there. Whereas the smack could be something that's doing really well right now, but we think it might die off. So we want to get rid of it. So all right, Luke, I will give you my two. You're going to have to tell me what you think. So the first one that I'm going to say is Washington Commanders and the Bud Light Hard Soda Seltzer. Bud Light Hard Soda Seltzer. What the hell? Oh, you haven't even heard of this? He, he says as he Googles it. No, I, I I was making sure I had the football team name right. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I stumped Luke. Not a huge drinker. All right. <laughs> Got a little bit of info on both. Obviously, you know, if, if you'd listened to our um, our bowl special, you'd think that I'd never watched sports before, but I do follow sports. I do follow the NFL, and I do know that the Washington football team, formerly the Washington Redskins, and now the Washington Commanders, is a team. Do I know anything about how they got that name, why they got that name, or do I have any opinions on it? No. So this is a completely live reaction. I'm smacking the Washington Commanders. I don't know what the All fuck right. that is. 
I don't know what that is. I don't know what the commanders are. Listen, you could put commanders for literally any, literally any city and any team. You could do the Chicago commanders. You could do the green Bay commanders. You could do the Los Angeles commanders. Cause the Los Angeles has like six football teams. Personally, it feels like they could have picked something that identifies better with the city and kind of the DMV area of Washington, DC and Jack's laughing. So I'm sure they, they provided some in-depth, some heartfelt, we love our fans and we love the DC area. So we're going to pick the commanders because like a lot of commanders come from here or some shit, but, but I am smacking the commanders for that reason. I think it's very generic and I am backing Bud Light seltzer hard soda. And, I, and honestly, if I could smack, if I could smack both, I'd smack both. I think the tough thing with the seltzer is that I think every single brand that has some sort of some sort of liquid product has made a seltzer at this point because it's such a big thing now and it's been such a big thing for the past three or four years. But I am excited to see their new Super Bowl commercial coming up. So maybe I'll learn more about it there and I'm excited to try it in the future. What were your takes on these two products? All right. So I am backing the Washington Commanders, and I'm smacking the uh, Bud Light Seltzer, and here's why. So the Commanders, basically to all Luke's points, I feel like a lot of people who aren't knowledgeable about the decision, which, I mean, why would you be, I guess, uh, are going to, are smacking it around right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to back that while it's low. And then I think that, I mean, they put in 18 months of research into this decision and everything with the branding and the team's um, basically just strategy moving forward. So it definitely was done with purpose and intention. And so I think that right now, while everyone is just kind of bashing the new team name and everything, people are not going to want it, but I'm going to back it because give it six months, give it a year, give it five, 10 years. I think it's going to be normal and honestly really relevant. So their new uniforms and their branding is super futuristic. A lot of people are saying it looks like an XFL or minor, minor league type team, XFL but I feel like- really well. Yeah, but I feel like that's just where the future is going in terms of uniform design in athletics. And so I think this is going to just be the new normal. And that's why I'm backing it. And I'm smacking the Bud Light hard soda seltzer. I might eat my words for this because maybe I'll love it. But as of right now, at first glance, that sounds awful. I do like seltzers, but uh, like a cola, like a Coca-Cola type seltzer sounds really interesting. But however, they are launching it so it must be good i'm sure i would like it and drink it uh if it's there they have a i believe it's a super bowl ad coming out with guy fieri the mayor of flavor town um so obviously it's a very unique flavor and so i think that's going to be really interesting to follow however main reason why i'm smacking it is because i think it's just going to be a um just like a quick trend or a quick try. I don't see the white claws of the world the truly is everyone else copying them with this uh, cola seltzer like they did with the whole uh, seltzer product line. So I think this is just going to be something that Bud Light tries. It might be big for a little bit. And I think that in a year or two, it won't be anything or won't be popular or might even be discontinued. So maybe I'll eat my words. I hope I do, but that's my prediction. And that's why I'm smacking it. Awesome to hear. I mean, I personally have to look at the uniforms. I haven't looked at the uniforms. I really I'm, threw I'm you sure. off guard with those two. I'm you, shocked. Listen, listen, you threw me off guard. I I don't drink a lot and I don't, I do not care about the Washington football team. Um, so I, I was definitely off guard. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wrong name. All right. Let's hear yours so, now. To be completely transparent. I had prepped 
a buy one, sell one, trade one. However, we ran into some issues in the fact that sell and trade are pretty much the same thing. So came up with a couple on the spot. And I think these two are very polar different. My two for the BS category are the Beijing Olympics and NFTs. Couldn't be more different. All right. The Beijing Olympics. Now I'm going to sound uncultured. Is that the current, is that the winter Olympics that are starting tomorrow or is that the 08 Olympics? Uh, no, that's, that's the Olympics Luke. right now. All right. The Luke, these are, help me understand <laughs> how, like how I could back the, the Beijing Olympic, like the Olympics happens every four years. Like, are you saying to back or smack, like they should or should not be in Beijing or, or what are you, what is your I think, rationale I think here? just generally, or what, what am I, what am I grading is, you know, to tell me you're back or smack, but what, I what think, am I grading? I think generally at age put out a good article about it today. The fact that Okay. Advertisers are in a difficult position around the Olympics just based on the political kind of climate and kind of the pandemic in general. And the fact that, like you expressed when I kind of mentioned my two, the fact that not a lot of people knew about it to begin with. So all kind of political things aside, because yeah. we don't really want to get into that from a marketing kind of branding perspective, the fact that no one knows anything about it, that yeah. angle versus just NFTs from a branding point of view. Or All, right. You want to- All right. I think I know you're back in smack based off that, but no worries because I didn't change my decision. So I am going to smack the Beijing Olympics out of Beijing and I'm going to back NFTs. All right. So I'm back in the Beijing Olympics, basically to everything. What Luke just said, I didn't even know they were in Beijing. They start tomorrow. There's a lot of controversy going on with all the political and COVID as well. So I don't think it'll be that successful of an Olympics. Like the hockey NHL players are not there. I think it's it's Sean White's last Olympics, so that'll be probably interesting for the viewers. But overall, I don't see it being as successful as previous Winter Olympics. So I am smacking it, and I'm backing NFTs. I think there's a real chance that those become the future just solely because of the whole digital transformation we're going through. Companies are using them for tickets to their events or becoming NFTs. I mean, really, anything's becoming an NFT Um, So hopefully the market doesn't get overcrowded, but I think moving forward with just the death of paper and everything, um, I think NFTs are going to become really prominent in our economy and society. So I'm backing NFTs. What about you, Luke? So I guess I'm curious. What did you, you said you knew what I was going to pick. What do you think I'm going to pick? Yeah. I thought you were going to agree with me. I thought you were going to agree with me. I'm absolutely not. I'm very, I'm very out on NFTs. Wow. I like tangible things I can hold my hand. I understand the idea that NFTs are ownership and, you know, the fact that people value NFTs and that kind of thing. But personally, you know, again, I'll eat my words if, you know, NFTs become the next biggest thing in the world and everything comes to fruition and everything turns out NFTs way. But I think like one of the concerns that you posed, I think we're already seeing that it's becoming oversaturated. You know, it started out with these like board ape clubs, which are now worth, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars nearing seven figures, you know, as far as how expensive they are down to people NFTing themselves. People can make an NFT of themselves and theoretically sell it, not necessarily selling themselves, but an NFT of themselves. I'm not entirely sure how that works. And maybe it's a lack of me understanding kind of the process with NFTs as to why I am smacking them. 
Um, but I am out on NFTs for sure. I am back in the Beijing Olympics. I did not necessarily know that they were going on, but I do uh, I do now. And I'll be honest, I didn't know. I think it does provide politics and you know the West versus the East side. I think it provides a very interesting opportunity with the lack of advertisers there. And again, if brands want to stand in solidarity with different partners and kind of want to pull out of the Olympics, I understand it. But I think there is kind of a void of different advertisers on the Olympics to where it does give a good platform for certain brands to kind of put themselves out there and kind of get more screen time for lack of a better word. The Olympics are a big time of the year, regardless of whether, you know, the NHL players are playing in it and whatnot, but I am backing the Beijing Olympics. Glad you're backing it. I hope they were. We'll see. Might take a few years because NFTs, we might have to wait 20 years to see if they make it or not. Whereas the Olympics will know in like three weeks if it made it or not. So quite the interesting uh, comparison on the backer smack there, but, but it I'll worked. be honest. I looked up a couple and, of different articles and I was like, ah, oh, cool. NFTs and Beijing. All Olympics. right. So for our third segment of this show, uh, Luke and I created the stunt of the month. And so this will be done once a month on the show. So a lot of Brands or companies will do different types of stunts in the community or on social media, something super out there that basically draws a lot of attention to them. And so we're going to, Luke and I, once a month on an episode, we'll find uh, a, a different stunts that some brand activated and we're going to talk about it. And so for the first ever stunt of the month, I chose sticking with the Anheuser-Busch uh, beer category i chose uh bush lights uh ice shanty that they did in minnesota so bush light is a midwestern uh beer company that i'm sure a lot of you are familiar with uh they did this activation in minnesota to where they uh created this little hut like that's basically inside of like an rv in the middle of a lake in minnesota and they just decked it out to a bush light brand so it's like a it's basically like a cabin with all this Midwestern food and drinks and Bushlight um, branding and design inside. It's really looks so fun. Um, and so basically you can stay at this hut in part of this resort that it's at in Northern Minnesota, which is awesome. And so on top of that, they've designed a can that's probably the current Bushlight can for January that they're utilizing. And so the can has ice fishermen on it. And so whenever you buy a bush light in this, with this branding, you get entered for a chance to stay at this uh, for free. So I think that's really cool. Generates a lot of buzz. It's definitely on brand with, they probably, you know, a lot of these ice fishermen in Minnesota are drinking bush light while they're fishing. So they're in their right audience. And it's something that people want to engage with and put on social media, and then obviously buy more beer to hold hopefully win the contest. What do you think, Luke? I think it's really cool. I think it's awesome to see that they know their audience and it definitely shows that they do. Um, yeah, it's super know, it's, on brand. It's, it's definitely on brand. It's something that the people that drink, the people that drink Bush Light would definitely, you know, identify with. Obviously there are people that drink Bush Light just to kind of drink it as a casual beer. But as far as looking towards people who drink Bush Light, I definitely think it's on brand with people that enjoy Bush Light. And in that sense, something that they would definitely identify with um, and want to continue purchasing the beer for. It definitely kind of alludes to kind of this Midwest beer aspect. And I know there are people that, 
you know, enjoy Bush Light just as kind of a casual, I'm just going to have a beer with dinner. I'm going to have a beer with my friends kind of beer, but it definitely is kind of a stunt to where it'll, you know, drive buzz. Like we're talking about it now. And it's also something to where, you know, people are going to continue buying Bush Light, whether or not they buy it as their beer of choice, or they buy it, or they're a prospective buyer who's look gives them a reason to buy Bush Light over a Bud Light, a Miller Light, any of the other competitors, and like yeah, the light. Yeah, not gonna lie, the packaging on this case and the can is so on brand with just Northern Minnesota. It's got a bunch of trees covered in snow with mountains and people fishing. Uh, it looks awesome. That's my stunt, Luke. What do you got? What'd you bring? All right. All right. So my article was around Lay's potato chips who have had a 17 year hiatus from the Super Bowl. The stunt or campaign is called Lay's Golden Grounds. Um, it is basically they're taking stadium soil from NFL stadiums and infusing them into the making of Lay's chips. So on first glance, you think about it and you're like, this is kind of cool. You know, you kind of get chips that are made with an NFL stadium. And, you know, would I like to have Lay's chips from Soldier Field? Like maybe. You know, Soldier Field's going to be not the Bears' home in a couple of years as they're moving to Arlington, and it would be cool to kind of have something to demarcate their time at Soldier Field. And, you know, I'm sure for people in Green Bay, at Lambeau, or, you know, other historic stadiums, it's cool. The problem with this stunt for me is that I think, you know, in their marketing, they kind of portray it as this is for the everyman and every sports fan, and we want to reach out to all of you, except we're not going to reach out to all of you because you have to, like, tweet at us and you only get one submission. And we're only giving out a limited number of them. So in that sense, kind of touting it up as like, you know, this is the everyman's Lay's chip is tough because the packaging is really cool. You know, the packaging is really cool. The idea is really cool. Um, I really like the idea of, you know, incorporating kind of sports with kind of the snack industry. You know, they're kind of tied hand in hand. And I really think people will buy anything that's kind of like even remotely associated with their favorite sports team. Like I know I've legitimately considered buying you know, stadium seats from like Wrigley Field or something. I don't know how much that would cost me, but eventually I think I'm sure I would buy one. I'm sure that's in the four or five figures. It's kind of a two or three rungs removed on that sense, but it is interesting to think about how they could have kind of put this out there and kind of given more people the chance to buy them. Um, I understand it's tough to get soil from an NFL stadium and give it out to everyone, but I think kind of their marketing as, you know, we're with you, every fan, here's a bag for you and you have a chance you don't really have a chance. You have a chance to win the lottery as much as you have a chance to win this. The other kind of point that I had with this was, I don't know if this is necessarily safe. I don't, I don't, as you, if you listen to the college football bowl episode, you're going to know that I'm not necessarily a potato expert, but I'm not necessarily <laughs> sure that, that the soil from stadiums is great to be mixing in with uh, potato chip farming. Again, I could be wrong. I don't really know a whole lot about it, but I think initially my thought was kind of what's going on here. But again, I think at the end of the day, people are going to be super hyped up about it, doing it for every single team and every single market. It provides a chance for everyone to win this. You know, it's one of those raffles to where you could be Joe in the South of Minnesota or Paul in St. Paul, Minnesota, but you, you have a chance at your Vikings chip. You know, I don't know how many they're giving out for each, but everyone has a shot. And I think it's cool in that sense. At the end of the day, I do have some gripes with it, but overall, I do enjoy the idea that Lays is really going for it with the Super Bowl campaign. They're coming back big and they're kind of doing something to where it's something that people can put on their mantle or they can put it in their man cave or their woman cave, I guess, have as kind of a memento from the stadium. Yeah. Well, they're, think, they're grown. The potatoes were grown at the stadiums. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yes. No, no. I watched both. I watched both. 
they had an ad with Jerry Rice where Jerry Rice stood at the middle yeah. of the field and they made him say his stats and his Super Bowl rings at the end. Jerry Rice seems like a very chill dude. To make him do that, I feel bad for him. They literally show the golden grounds, which are made with potatoes grown di- directly from the soil yes. of the league's most sacred place, but space, the football field. If you watch the video, which again, we can post on our social media. Everyone check out our social medias on Instagram, yeah. Twitter, and LinkedIn. They, they show videos of people like digging up like the stadium or like getting out big machines to get soil from the stadium, putting it in bags and shipping it out to a farm in Texas um, where they grow Lay's potato chips and kind of like sectioning off different areas for each team. I think they kind of allude to it as, don't worry, we kind of kept the rivals separate. So the Bears and the Packers or the Jets and the Giants or something. But in that sense, they used the soil from the stadium, like alongside dirt from Texas to grow the chips. They didn't grow the potatoes. So what's so, I'm watching the video now. So what's so weird about it? What do you mean? Yeah. My gripes? I think, I think it's less about how they're made and it's less about the actual idea of it and more about how they're framing it and the accessibility of it generally. I think they kind of tout this as like, you're all fans of this team. You all love the Chicago Bears. You're, you show up to your games. Mm-hmm. You show up to your tailgates. You support with every Chicago fan. You love your team, but you only get one entry and everyone else in Chicago enters. You have a one in like three million shot winning these oh, chips. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think in that sense, that's true. you know, I get that you kind of have to kind of allude to football as this like, you know, familial kind of friendly atmosphere, but at the same time, it's tough to kind of see, it's tough to kind of see the parallels there when you only have a limited number of chips and not everyone's going to get one. You know, if you're going to appeal to any sort of sporting event and sporting team where it's kind of a big familial kind of atmosphere, you should be able to give out a number of chips as opposed to just like, I mean, I'm picturing like 10 bags are sitting in like a warehouse in Texas and they like, they're like, okay, Jim from Arlington Heights won. Let's ship it to him. But I'm sure that's. I mean, not it kind of goes with the the Bush Light contest too, though, because one person wins, and a bunch of people are going to buy this Bush Light, hoping they win. I feel like the NFL is kind of a beast. There's freak show fans that will do anything, and they might think they have a chance to win by buying a hundred bags of Lay's. So while it might be un- unrealistic, I agree. Maybe they could rework this contest a little bit but i think the idea overall like you said is is really cool and it really kind of aligns with the super bowl and it's a definitely a good brand lift for lays heading into like the fattest day in america super bowl where everyone just eats it's going to make you think of lays so i think that is smart and but yeah the, the promotion itself i think yeah the promotion itself in terms of like actually winning which is what you're saying right yeah is kind of tough and maybe they need to rethink that but the idea of having them grown from the soil is something i don't know how they think of that nowadays but what a what a interesting concept yeah it would be like it would be like if they took like metal from like wrigley field and they made it into like a ring and they were like hey you want to win this ring from zales I don't know. That was the first ring company I thought of. Like but, I would enter to win that ring, just like I'll enter to win these, yeah. these Lay's chips. You know, I have a gripe with it, but I'll yeah. still try. And I, I think at the end of the day, like Lay's original potato chips are not my favorite potato chips. And I don't think many people would say that they're their favorite. I don't think Did that's you a pick hot take. this because, uh, because of your Idaho potato bowl. So Luke had a take. He, he obviously eats normal potatoes, but he didn't realize that Idaho potatoes were a brand. Fair, you didn't either. So- neither but luke's big mess up was that he said he only eats box potatoes like from a from literally like a, a mixing box 
that you heat up. So this contest is irrelevant to Luke because his potatoes only come from a box, not from the soil of Soldier Field. To be fair, so, box potatoes come from somewhere. So so at the end of the day, they're all coming from the same place. I guess. They're all coming from the same place. So I think but I'm are, eligible here. Are quote-unquote box potatoes <laughs> even real potatoes? I think in the traditional De- sense, definitely, probably. Definitely uh, some solid su- stunts from January. Anxious to see uh, what February brings us. I mean, this might technically be February, but mine was from January. I think mine so was from January as well. See Okay, interesting to see what uh, February will bring to us next month. Yeah, or this current month as we're recording on uh, February 3rd. Later this month. exactly. All right. So moving into the outro. Not a lot of podcasts introduce the outro, eh? As we kind of talked about, I think this is probably more the format of what you can expect from the Brand Banner podcast moving forward. We're going to look to put out episodes weekly, kind of just touching on the segments that we've kind of talked about, that being back or smack, the news update, and the stunt of the month, which will be monthly. Um, we also have other ideas that we'll introduce and we'll kind of bring to you then. But in that sense, that's what you kind of can expect from you know the shorter weekly episodes. Um, additionally, kind of where able, you know, we'll be talking to different industry guests from you know different agencies, you know, from the brand side, um, or just you know individuals who kind of have had to create their own brand. You know, whether they're a musician, they're an artist, they work in a different industry that isn't necessarily marketing or branding related, kind of talking to them and kind of getting their perspective on random questions that we can ask will be super interesting. As Jack alluded to on one of our previous episodes, guests really make podcasts. So we're excited to kind of get some interviews with those people. Additionally, moving forward in a couple of weeks, we have the Super Bowl coming up. So we will be recording a Super Bowl special, kind of touching on previous Super Bowl spots, kind of some stuff around the current Super Bowl. I know I saw today that all of the spots from NBC Universal sold out with 10 days to spare with prices going up to $7 million per spot, which is hefty. But again, when you consider the exposure that you're getting, it's probably worth it in the long run, depending on you know your overall budget. But expect a longer podcast, but definitely not three and a half hours for that one. But that will be coming up in the works. Jack, anything you wanted to touch on before we peace out? No, yeah. Episode? Thanks for listening. Excited to get some guests lined up here in the near future and our super bowl will be definitely more of a summary and recap and not (laughs) recapping every single spot like we did for the bowl games with three hours so yeah thanks for listening uh feel free to like subscribe uh to our podcast and then obviously like us and follow us on social media linkedin twitter and instagram so thank you all for tuning in to the brand banner podcast and have a great one thank you so much for listening